with Dan and Brooks. It's time for Walk the Line World Cup of Peace. Okay, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Dan Cryer, and we're here at Michigan State University Impact 89 FM. And today on Walk the Line, we have a special edition Walk the Line for the 2014 FIFA World Cup. So sitting with me today, uh, sitting in for Ryan Smith, who has given up his chair for the expertise of Brooks Lambeer. Brooks, say hello to everybody. What's up? How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Not bad, not bad. Yeah. It's been a good day. Yeah, good day. Brooks and I have been really, really digging into World Cup statistics, uh, history, uh, current players, rankings, and let me tell you, everybody listening, Brooks knows his stuff. Brooks is an expert. So, and Brooks, tell everybody at home, like, how do you, how do you, are you just that big of a fan that you know everybody? He knows everybody. Um, you know, I've always loved soccer. I've played it since kindergarten. Um, I really didn't start watching European soccer until, and probably World Cup stuff, probably till the early 2000s. Because, you know, as a kid, it's like, oh, cool, soccer. But, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really get into it till you get older. But, you know, I've just been a fan, and I'm like with that with most sports, especially baseball. Do you think, I mean, with smartphone technology more, that it's more accessible now than it ever has been? Just getting in, into different leagues in France, you were mentioning, you know, and different things I heard you speak about. Oh, yeah, it is, um, especially with the, ES- the ESPN app, you know, giving the updates of what happens with certain teams. You know, I make sure I get my EPL updates. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't follow the French League too much, La Liga I do. Um, but, you know, the Internet today, you can find anything. I, mm-hmm. I can tell you I found, you know, looking up the top goal scorers for each league that I didn't, know, I didn't even know existed wow. that each country had. You know, I found them all, so or most of them. So. Well, th- that's why Brooks and I are a good team because Brooks, he said it himself, he's, he's, a, he's got all the current players. He knows where they play. He knows how well they're doing. And me, I'm like a World Cup anthologist, historian. I really, really love the World Cup because it happens so infrequently. I mean, every four years, and it means so much. So the, the reason that I love the fact that we're going to have one here very shortly uh, it just it's it's like watching history take place. I mean, um, I, we can all remember where we were for each World Cup. I'm sure you do, Brooks. I mean, you know, like what are your fondest memories of the World Cup? Oh gosh, uh, you know, sitting at home and watching it. I mean, my my parents like sports, but you know, they know that I love it. And it's it, it, it soccer's a beautiful game. You know, like today yeah. I'm covering Lance United around here. Mm-hmm. You know, the local um, amateur soccer team. And, you know, being out on that field in the warm, sunny weather with the breeze and the fans going crazy, it's it's a, it's great. It's Words can't words are hard to describe sure. the, the scenery. Well, and you've obviously played soccer in high school. I played soccer in high school, a little intramural in college. We know what it's like to be in the field, and you kind of get that feeling when you watch the game because you know the feeling, the excitement of being on the field, like you, you said, fresh-cut grass and, and the excitement, you know, and you don't really want to mess up a play if you get a breakaway or if you're on defense, you don't want to give up a breakaway. So there's just something exciting about soccer. And when I was talking about, like, the history, my brain always remembers, like, where I was, but specifically the time. Because when I remember 2002, when it was in Korea and Japan, these games took place at three or four in the morning, you know, and then more recently in in 2010, I think the games were early in the morning. Mm -hmm. So and now the new one here, the the 2014 World Cup is going to be taking place in Brazil. It's the first time that a World Cup has been is going to be hosted by a South American nation since the 1978 World Cup, which was in Argentina and subsequently won by Argentina. So home home teams 
technically, they really have an advantage. I mean, I'm thinking England in 1966, France in 1998. You know, Germany did not win in 2006. Italy won that one, but Germany always seems to make it to the semifinals. So here we have uh, Brazil, who's, I think, Brooks, you said, are they ranked fourth uh, right now in the world? I think Brazil's yes, fourth. currently they are fourth. But I mean, do you really think that they're not, the, they're probably the best team when they want to be? I mean, what do you think? Uh, they can be. Um, you know, they have a young team. Uh France, I mean, not France, Spain, very experienced, yeah. older guys, um, very good at passing and moving, creating space for each other. Um, you know, they play together for a long time. A lot of them play in La Liga together yeah. for FC Barcelona. So, you know, there's that connection, you know, but a lot of these Brazilian guys play in, you know, the Brazilian league together. And, and they're comfortable. Yeah. They're close to home. They have, they, they know. There's just something about being in your own time zone, in your own, you know, your own culture is there. You're, you're, the food's the same. There's just something extra. It's an extra advantage. Now, and, and we hear a lot about, a lot of people predicting if it's not going to be Messi, it's going to be Neymar being the leading scorer in the World Cup. So tell me about Neymar. Where does he play his professional ball? Uh, well, Neymar plays in FC Barcelona uh, in the midfield. And I mean, you have a stacked FC Barcelona team with Lionel Messi, Alexis Sanchez. Very good player playing for Chile, I believe. Okay. A good goal scorer. 19 goals this past year, Alexis Sanchez. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have uh, uh, you have Gerard Piquet, Spanish player, Just very names well. after names after Iniesta. names. This is, yeah. yeah. So is is it rightful? Is he rightfully so uh, the best player in Brazil? Is is he the top player, Neymar? Because I mean, I've I haven't seen him much, and I don't recall him playing very much uh, four years ago. So I mean, did did he just come upon the scene now recently? Um, you know, the, there is some. There has been some talk that maybe he should have been an included. He should have been included in the World Cup squad four years ago. I see, but it just. I think you know, with age, it's just a little young. You know, he played well when he was in the Brazilian league. He comes over. He scores nine goals for FC Barcelona. Okay. You know, he can create. He can create. Um, uh, the one problem I have with a lot of uh, Brazilian players is they tend to dive a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm not crazy about that, but uh, he, he is he is a top. And I just scorer. look, he's 22 years old, so that makes sense. He would have been 18 four years ago. Mm -hmm. And and just like when you think of a, a college senior getting to 22, he's figuring it out. His body's probably matching up with his you know with his men mental game, and it's coming together at the right time. So it's it's going to be a time to see if he can, as they say, step up. That's my least favorite sports cliche, but you know who's going to step up is it going to be Brazil? You know, is it going to be Spain playing as a team? I mean, I was astounded when I looked at the passing statistics from the 2010 World Cup. I mean, just uh, players had 100 passes per game. I mean, you look at the U.S. who are not don't the U.S. kind of play the bump and run, just just boot it forward and and run up to it. But Spain just triangle, triangle, just kick it, kick it. And I really think that's the type of of sport you're going to need to play in the World Cup. You got to really play that team game, work the ball up meticulously, control the ball, and just kind of like a chess game. Don't you think that's the way to win World Cups? Yeah, I mean, it can be. Um, I mean, it, it's. It, it, people like beautiful soccer and beautiful soccer is knocking the ball around triangle. Um, yeah. If you notice, if you watch the USA now, Jurgen Klinsmann, Jurgen Klinsmann has really gotten them to play more of the possessive game. Yes. Uh, more build up from the back. Let's build forward. Definitely. Uh, but you know, like I said, it, it works 
Um, it works well if you have a big guy up top like Josie Altador to hold mm-hmm. the ball. So you can play that way, but it's better to be a little more possessive. Yeah. Cool. So the World Cup officially will begin on Thursday, June 12th. Uh, it's going to be the way it works is that uh, the home team will open up against a, a team, whoever was in their draws in the B spot, or a, B, B spot a, B, C, D. That, uh, that team ended up being uh, Croatia. So Brazil, Croatia sets it off. And this is Walk the Line, and we are a statistically-based analytical sports prognostication show. Uh, you know, you could call it a sports betting show, but we're just here to talk about the statistics and, and uh, you know, prediction of the future, a little statistical uh, prediction here. And um, just looking at the overall odds, um, Brooks, if we look up on the page, I mean, I, I, I'm never, I'm a game-to-game pick, game picker because it's all about matchups. But if, if we look, we're, we're going through a, a British website that has the odds. And the overall uh, odds, uh, the, the, the top choice is Brazil, which isn't shocking. They're 11 to 4, so that's just about 3 to 1. That's just under 3 to 1 odds to win the entire thing. Second is Argentina, which is 4 to 1. And then you have Germany at 11 to 2, which is just above 5 to 1. Spain, 6 to 1. And, um, you know, there, there's a team I know that uh, Brooks is a big fan of Belgium. They're 18 to 1. And then you just have your European teams leading all the way up. Uh, USA is, uh, where, where's United States? here brooks do you see oh 250 to one that's that's pretty sad but it's it's true i don't think that if we played 250 world cups we'd get one of these and then the worst ones uh iran costa rica and australia are 2500 to one so uh anything on on the overall is there, there's really nothing that sticks out as kind of crazy to you that it does a brooks on this overall choice not really yeah, I mean, because when when I see uh, value bets here, I mean, you know, uh, Netherlands or Holland, they're twenty five to one, and, and I mean, Netherlands always plays well. I really like France, uh, twenty two to one odds. I mean, France is playing well, and they they've been to the 06 final and they won the nineteen ninety eight final. But really, to me, I mean, uh, I, I'm thinking Brazil, Argentina is going to be there, or Germany or Spain, and those are the the top four choices. So, I mean, that that just makes sense. But uh, what I wanted to do, and the reason that I'm sitting here with Brooks today, is just to go over the first round, the f- the first games. The lines are out for the opening games, and they will be adjusted as teams go. Like, say, say Brazil struggles against Croatia, well, then they won't be such high favorites. <clears throat> so... What we'll do is we'll just uh, get get uh, Brooks's opinion here, and we'll just go through the games because I think we have some interesting matches. So let's just kick it off with an easy one to pick. We have Brazil going into the opener against Croatia. Brazil are thirty to ten, which is essentially you would have to bet a hundred to win thirty. So we call that in America minus three thirty three. Now Croatia is ten to one. I I think it was six to one. So Croatia is ten to one. So if you bet uh, ten dollars, you get a hundred back. And and then the the reason that I don't that I do like American sports like baseball and basketball and football is that you can't bet on a tie, but you can in sport in in soccer. So that's tough. It's uh, it's like having the green on the roulette board. I like black or red, you know. And so the draw is four to one. So really, I mean, it's an easy call. What's going to happen in that first game between Brazil and Croatia, Brooks? Well, I mean, you're going to see the Brazilian offense obviously attack a lot, but you're not gonna you're not gonna see Croatia sit back. They're not a team like say if you watched uh, Azerbaijan and uh, right Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan yes. and the USA. They're not gonna sit all eleven back. Okay, you're gonna see a very fluid game. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at this Croatia team. They have three top thirty goal scorers with their club soccer teams, oh, wow. and they all play in the Bundesliga. Okay, combined they have forty two goals from their club t- club team. So I mean, so there could be a shocker here. Is what you're be. saying? There could this be. isn't going to be just like a rollover. There could be. You know, you have a midfielder in Luka Modric who plays for Real Madrid, mm-hmm. very in La Liga, so very good player. 
Uh, Mario Mandzukic, second in uh, goals in the Bundesliga with 18. So wow. plays for Bayern Munich, very good player. Okay, well, this is good information. See, and and so the the good the the reason that I got excited from hearing this is that I mean I don't want a a five nothing game to start off the World Cup. We want to see some competition here, and I'm, I'm interested to see just how you know exuberant the crowd is going to be. I just want to see the carnival atmosphere. I mean, Brazil is just known to be being a flamboyant nation, to put it lightly. I mean, if you want to party, you go to Brazil. So just to see the whole world coming together, and I'm assuming they're playing in Sao Paulo, you know, in the capital. So this is going to be a, a gigantic setting. I can only imagine the, the streets if they, you know, they show in the television set if a goal gets scored, they'll show every place in Brazil going off. So uh, it's a daunting task for Croatia, uh, but uh, I think I, I think the the smart bet is going to be on Brazil winning probably a higher scoring affair than if you're telling me Croatia is going up, you know, because you can bet over unders and that's not listed here, but I would expect you know five goals to be scored in this game, don't you think? Yeah. Um... With soccer, you never know. Um, you never so- know. Soccer is a very is- interesting game if you watch the EPL where yeah. the, the bottom team can beat the top team any week. Oh, wow. So, you know. Well, that's what's great about this. And, I mean, it's it's almost like, you know, uh, when you see the NCAA tournament in basketball, it's it's like everybody's heartbeat is just it locked in. So the best players play the best because you have no choice. And, and when it comes down, like this year, UConn defeated Michigan State. Sorry to bring that up here. I mean, it was sad. But they were the best team. They went to the finals. They played a Kentucky team who was playing the best ball, and they defeated them fair and square. That's the way the World Cup goes. There's no shenanigans on the way. You cannot luck your way into a World Cup. And four years ago, Spain meticulously went about one nothing, one nothing, one nothing, one nothing. They just controlled the ball. They got their one goal, and then they held the ball. Yeah. Let's have the hand of God, like right, Diego Maradona, Maradona which yeah. was in Mexico in '86 against England, and then he, thankfully for Maradona, he followed that up with what they call the goal of the century. It was very good. He he went up the right sideline. He went through about seven defenders and and put it in. So it's if you're gonna score a ball with your hand, you better score the goal of the century right after. So and then they went on to defeat Germany for that World Cup. That was Maradona's second. Okay, so here's a match that I'm very interested in because Mexico is a close rival of the United States, and it's a good. I think it's a good, you know, uh, measuring stick to see how how is the USA going to perform. Um, today, earlier, Brooks and I were talking about rankings. Mexico is going to play on June 13th against Cameroon. Now, Cameroon's ranked in about the the 50s. You said 50 exactly. And what is uh, Mexico ranked? 19. 19. So Mexico comes into the game basically even odds. It's 6-5. to five, So And then Cameroon is underdogs at 12-5. to five, So that's basically 2-1. to one. And then a draw is about a 2-1. to one. So uh, this is a game that, you know, Mexico's been playing well. You just They, they just defeated Ecuador 3-1 to one in a friendly. And Mexico's playing with confidence. They have a very, very charismatic coach. He's known as a no-nonsense coach. He makes very demonstrative facial expressions. He, 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 what's his nickname? Like the I, I just read an article in Sports Illustrated. It's like the, the louse or something. You know what I mean? Like He's known as a guy that's going to stir it up. And I think Mexico was sleepwalking their way through the qualification. They weren't scoring in Azteca Stadium which is unheard of. They lost in Azteca Stadium, which never happens. Then they got this guy in at the last second. USA gave them a reprieve, and and then Mexico was kind of lucked into playing. Was it New Zealand or yes. something? And they kind of blew them out of the water they to did. get the last bid into the World Cup. Yeah, so, Mex- Me- Mexicans love Graham Zuzzi after that head- after that goal that sent him. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And and that's kind of you know they they owe us one. And 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 I think back to like when the USA weren't going to make it in 2002. USA was losing to Poland in a game that USA should won. And then South Korea scored a goal against Portugal, 
and that let the USA move on. So these things can happen, but uh, I'm really looking forward. And, and I'll be honest, I'm going to be cheering for Mexico. I mean, I, they're, they're our, our neighbors to the south, and I want to see them do well. So I'm going to just make a pick here, you know, and I'm going to expect Mexico to come out and do another three to one just because they just seem like a team that's that's fresh. And when you when you're dead in the water and not making it and then end up do making it, that's like playing with house money. I think they can maybe relax a little bit for the first time. So, yeah. well, I'm, I, they can, um, but you know, there's still a lot of pressure. Oh, know? sure. Um, the the uh, the country of Mexico uh, really backs their uh, their team, yes. their national team. So, you know, uh, when they do poorly, they aren't very happy. So right. There are, there's a lot of pressure. Right. And in that group with with Brazil and Croatia, Mexico and Cameroon, I mean, you're you're looking. Brazil's going to come out. That's almost guaranteed. And then. That because two teams come out of each group, uh, it's either going to be between, I think, Mexico and Croatia to determine. And when I look forward uh, down the schedule, um, the Mexico-Croatia game, which is on June 23rd, that's the third of three games of the round robin there, that might be the one to decide. But uh, it's it's up to Mexico to grab three points right away at the gate and um, and and just kind of establish themselves as, a t- as the second do- most dominant team. Because if they defeat Cameroon in a strong fashion, then the Brazil-Mexico game takes on a whole new light. You know, Mexico is going to show Brazil what's up. So yeah. that's what's a beautiful thing. Okay, this next game, which is going to... So we're going sequentially. This is also on the 13th, which is, by the way, Friday the 13th. And Ryan's not here right now. If anything has to do with Friday the 13th, I'm staying away. I'm going to be in my house, uh, in my apartment, locked door, nothing, Friday the 13th. But the best game, I think, of the opening round is Spain versus the Netherlands. Spain comes at slight favorites. They're they're um, they're basically even money, and and uh, Netherlands actually three to one underdogs. So that's that's kind of shocking. And a draw is two to one. And so this game has a a one one zero zero written all over it to me. What do you think? Um, it's it's going to be a close game. Um, you know, Netherlands have prolific scorers and Robin van Persie, sure. Iron Robin, Wesley Snyder. Yeah, uh, great players. You know, but Spain can counter. Um. You know, they believe Diego Costa, who has a hamstring injury, can come in and play and score goals. And he, he proved he can score goals this past summer mm-hmm. and, or this past season in La yeah. Liga. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have Iniesta, Xavi, Xavi Alonso. Now, you're the expert. Tell me, like, if you're looking at stock charts from the 2010 final to now, these are the two teams. Ha- has there been an, any like trajectory? Have they both gone down? Like ha- has Spain gone down up and and Holland gone down? I mean, like because because I'm 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 looking at this. I'm saying how are the Netherlands two to one, three to one underdogs? I mean, it's 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 crazy. They seem like they'd be very evenly matched. Well, you know they don't have they don't have Van der Vaart th- again like they had last year. They didn't have uh, Van Ginkle. No Van. They have they had to lose some defenders and okay. some midfielders, some older guys that. Mm-hmm. And you mean from 2010? From 2010. Okay. And then you're looking at Spain, who they're just re- they're really in shape. They're yeah, some relentless. Years, they are the relentless. They are older, but they also have young guys. And they still have the same goalkeeper, Iker Casillas, who mm-hmm. was arguably the best. You know, goal. I mean, uh, does now uh, Stecklenburg was the goalkeeper last time? Is he still the goalkeeper for Netherlands? Yeah, uh, I believe he is. I mean, so when I look at this, I, I just I I mean, I'm it's got a draw written all over it, you know? Because I don't know if I mean, obviously each team's going to want to win. But if they can just draw, because Group B, the other two teams um, are Ivory Coast. No, excuse me. Let me look at the list here because I have it. Group B has Chile and Australia. And Chile, what's Chile's Chile's rank? I don't know what to call them, Chile or Chile. What's their ranking? 13. 13. So still 
very, very high because that I mean, might be higher than the Netherlands. What's Netherlands right now? Uh, Netherlands, 15th right, or something. I think I remember looking 15. at those. Right. And I don't believe that. I just, Netherlands has the history and, you know, Chile is, has, has um, hosted a World Cup, but I, they've, I've never really seen them do much. And I'm um, poor Australia. They're just the lowest. They're, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, but by, uh, by, by the way, Stecklenburg sure. is not one of the goalies. Is not. No. Wow. He's not so, there. So who knows? I mean, but, but they have a good goalie in Michael Vorm, who's very good for Swansea City, and Tim Krul, who's proven keeper for uh, Newcastle. So okay. two EPL goalies. So, well, I just, I, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm saying, I, I just, I, it's got a draw written all over it, but I'm interested to see what happens because, you know, and, and the thing about the first games is they will not kill you. Spain lost their first game in the 2010 World Cup to Switzerland, and it was a big shocker. Because they they were like Spain's coming off a Euro uh, championship and what's going to happen? Spain never looked back. They 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 just won every game basically one to nothing after that point and or two to nothing. So, the, but it's going to be a very exciting first game. I'm going to go Netherlands one zero. Oh really? Nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm looking for a draw on that one. And I mean, Spain's my overall pick. I'll spoil it. Spain's my overall pick to win the entire World Cup. I think they're going to play Brazil in the finals and defeat them. I think Spain's going to figure it out. And with their passing proficiency, they're just going to nail it down. So then uh, the final game on the 13th, Friday 13th, uh, Chile is uh, 1 to 2 odds. So that's minus 200. And then Australia is 6 to 1, which is plus 600. Australia is getting no respect. They've had a uh, an injury to one of their top scorers, and they came out of basically the Oceania group. So uh, they have moved on to the knockout stage before in a World Cup, uh, but with Chile being ranked, like uh, Brooks just said, 13th in the world, you, you got to expect that they, especially in their home continent, I mean, that's really, this is going to be the, 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 I guess, you know, indicator to me to see if being in this location close to home is going to matter if if Chile can come out and just and just whoop them. So I mean, let's be honest. Who does Australia have? Like you know, looking at the stats, I mean, I mean, one of their leading goal scorers. You know, like guys that play in Austra- the A League in Australia. Yeah. One top leading goal scorers, three goals that plays for the Australian team. You know, then you have Tim Cahill, who's a proven guy. He's played sure. in in Europe. You know, seven goals last year in the 2013 MLS season. So you know, where's the offense going to come yeah. from? They're they're. I think they're going to be a team where they're going to kind of sit and defend. Yeah, they're gonna kind of pull a lot of guys back. It's one of those games where they better, for their sake, at least get one point out of this one because they're looking at Spain and Netherlands after that. That's it. Just gets harder. So okay. So then for Saturday, June fourteenth, this is and what's cool is I'm trying to remember for all my brain and history. I mean, I'm looking. There's three games on Saturday and four on Sunday. I cannot recall four World Cup games being played in one day. I, I just can't recall it. I don't know if it's a new thing for this year. But uh, Group C, it's an uh, interesting group because they're evenly matched teams. We have Colombia, Greece, Ivory Coast, and Japan. So the first game to be played on Saturday the 14th is Colombia and Greece. Colombia is a slight uh, is, is 7 to 10. So um, their their odds there and Greece is 9 to 2. So that's about 4 to 1 odds as, as underdogs and then a draw is 5 to 2. So right away, I mean, now Colombia has suffered some injuries, correct? Or, or yep. I mean, so I don't know if I if they if, don't they don't have Falcao and Falcao mm-hmm. uh, one of their prolific scorers. Yeah, he's left off the team because mm-hmm. he had a knee injury. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be one of those questions: is is Colombia fit enough to to compete? Because Greece is a team that can get one or two goals. They they're a tough team, you know. And and I I've never seen Greece. Uh, Greece doesn't give up easy goals, and they they play like a tough team. So they're big, they're physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Samras who plays for Celtic, very good player um, in the Scottish Premier League. Um, you know, can can score the can score the ball with Karagounis, who plays for Fulham. 
in the EPL. They just got relegated, but still you're playing in the best yep, exactly. soccer yep. league in the world. So. Yep. So that's pretty much an easy one, Colombia. So then, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know. Greece, Greece actually might might pull Oh, wait. No, win. you know what? I'm, you know what I just did with my brain? I looked at the next one, so I apologize for that. I, the next one I feel is an easy one, and I apologize. But, yes, okay. you're right. Greece definitely has a chance to hang with them in that yes. one. I apologize. I was looking at the next one, which is Uruguay versus Costa Rica. And... Um, that that is and what's funny is where's the so so it's strange the way they're doing these scheduling because the group C has one game on Saturday and one game on Sunday but group D has both games on Saturday so that's just bizarre so that threw my brain off sorry a lot of things throwing me off but Uruguay they they're considered one of the dark horses i mean they're the neighbor they're neighbors to the south of brazil uh, uruguay has a history in the early early days you know the 1950s and 40s they they've won a couple world cups and then last world cup in 2010 they got to the semifinals uh you know they have uh, the very polarizing player in luis suarez uh he he did have a, his knee scoped but they showed yesterday he was running very very quickly in practice he'll be ready for their opener they come in as 4 to 9 um favorites so that's uh, minus two twenty-five, and Costa Rica is seven to one underdog, so plus seven hundred. So I just expect Uruguay to just dominate them. I mean, Costa Rica has what is it? Brian Ruiz is he the player? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, and they're one of the U.S.'s competition. They they could play well, but I I just on South America and it's Uruguay. I just expect them to come in just three to one, four to one. I'm going two or three goal differential. Yeah, I would say Suarez gets at least two. Maybe Forlan mm-hmm. puts one in. And Forlan's pretty he that that guy knows how to score he's a money player he's like an ncaa college basketball player that puts in 30 points just because he can they also have edison Cavani too who played yeah. for, for saint germain so he's a very good player as well yeah so that's an easy pick now here on saturday the 14th this is one that i it's an it's the night night later game so i'm expecting it's going to start about 9 p.m maybe 10 p.m eastern time just can't wait i'm drooling already england and italy I can't. I cannot wait. I, oh, eleven and nine, baby. It's just beautiful. Nine. I mean, and this is a Group D game, you know. So Uruguay, Costa Rica, England, Italy. That's a group of death because out of out of those three teams, Uruguay, England, and Italy, only two can come out to the knockout stage. So this England, Italy, it, along with you know the, the Netherlands, Spain game is huge. And England comes in as uh, two to one odds. And so, and then Italy is six to four. So this is very, very evenly matched, even on the betting lines. So I, I just, uh, it's this is what they call pick 'em. So uh, what do you think going into this? Well, uh, geez, it's tough. Is, Look, it's he's, tough. He it's can't tough. even think. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm gonna go underdog. I'm gonna go. Everyone probably loves Italy because they're proven. No one thinks of England because they mess up every time. I'm going with England. I love. That's um, funny. I'm a Daniel Sturridge fan. Uh-huh. I like Liverpool. Um, I like Steven Gerrard who plays with Liverpool as well. Mm. But I just think England has they found the right group of guys to okay. play together. You know, they've gotten rid of some problems with John Terry, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, who's a very good player, but you know, he's just known he's not a liked, well liked player. Yeah. He's not a when when I look at lists of players because Suarez is up on those lists too. But John Terry doesn't come off as the most charismatic, nicest guy. Yeah. And so. and I, I tell you, uh, you know, I cover I'm covering MSU soccer. Camaraderie it, it get gets teams very far. Yeah. If if you have good camaraderie, you will go very far. And yep. I think this team has better. This English team has better cohesion and just really work together. So that that's good. And I, I like that you're saying this because I I haven't seen it. I mean, England will get to the round of sixteen, have to play in Argentina, and then lose three to one or something like that. You know. So I I haven't seen it and. 
because we're used to seeing the Premier League and it, it gets probably it easily gets the most exposure here in America of any of the European leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, these are players with which we are familiar. So it would be interesting to see these guys uh, perform. But you have the history of Italy. Italy has been to the '94 finals. Italy has won the '06 World Cup. I mean, the the Italians. This is a game that could be a zero zero draw. The Italians, they don't need. They just know what they need to do because they 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 might you know decide to get a draw against Uruguay, get a draw against England, and just uh, th- throw down hard, get three four goals on Costa Rica, and then get out of the group with five points. So Italy always seems to have the formula. And that's why I like either a draw or Italy in this one. So be interesting to see what happens. I can't wait, though. All right, down the list. Now we're on Sunday the 15th. And it's like I said, it's interesting. There's four games here. So the Group C game is uh, Ivory Coast in Japan. Ivory Coast, uh, 13 to 8 favorites in Japan, 19 to 10. Uh, slight underdogs. So, I mean, Ivory Coast has has players. Why don't you name those players? Because we were talking about it earlier. They Dro- Didier Drogba. Yes, and, and, uh, and who else do we have? Gervinho. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else do we have? Yaya Torre. Mm. Uh, we have his brother Colo Torre, who's a defender, actually. Okay. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, oh yeah, my favorite, Wilfred Bonnie. Okay. A Swansea City player, great. He scored some terrific goals. Sixteen goals in the EPL this season. Not bad. Very good goal. Very. So good. they could be a dark horse in yeah. Group C. I mean, because we have Greece and Colombia there. So yeah. Ivory Coast. They didn't perform very well in 2010, yeah. and this is their time. I mean, I think that they can. And Japan, and uh, and we'll talk about it a little later. Like Japan and South Korea, ever since O2, they've they really had a history of mixing things up and 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 causing them trouble for teams. So I'm interested to see if Japan can play well. I mean, they really, like you say, team cohesion and camaraderie. Japan will. It's never about an individual. It's just a it's full team, team and a, like it, anybody could take a good free kick. So they're, they're going to have very good structure. But uh, Ivory Coast really needs to show themselves to be the stars that they are. I mean, five top 30 goal scorers with their club soccer leagues, you know, 79 goals combined among them. So, I mean, I like I like those numbers. Yeah, I'd like to see Ivory Coast do well, to be honest. So, okay. So then the the next group that we'll talk about, which will be games on Sunday the 15th, will be starting with Group D. Well, we talked about Group D because those are on the 14th. Is Group E. Group E consists of Switzerland, Honduras, France, and Ecuador. And uh, Switzerland Switzerland is the highest ranked team in there. I think where they number eight in the in the global rankings from FIFA. They open up against Ecuador, and Ecuador is pretty highly ranked too, aren't they? They are. They are uh, right now. They are uh, tw- uh, twenty eight. Twenty eight. So mm-hmm. Switzerland, Ecuador, not not bad. And then uh, France, also like a, a very tough team, and Honduras, not so much. But uh, as far as Switzerland, Ecuador, I mean, Switzerland's eleven to eight, and Ecuador's eleven to five odds. So that's a pick 'em with a draw, basically being the two to one. So God knows on that one. That's just like let them play and let's see what happens. I mean, it's it's just I have no idea on that one. I can't even tell you. So any any thoughts going on that one? Is that um, just to sit back and enjoy it? I mean, we, I mean the Switzerland three top thirty goal scorers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got one with the Bundesliga, two with the Swiss Super League. That thirty seven goals combined. Um, no one that really stands out to be mm-hmm. honest. I mean, they have a lot of guy. Some guys play in Syria ah, mm-hmm. and. French Liga one and the Bundesliga, mm-hmm. um, but I think it, 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 this could be a draw. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and now here's a game that will not be a draw. Sorry, Honduras. Honduras is ten to one underdogs. France is one to three favorites. So that's minus three three hundred. There, you have to 
put three down to win one. So, and France is coming in hot. I think France, they really probably feel ashamed of the way they played. Just dysfunctional team in 2010. South Africa, they were bickering with each other. Who was the player that was making the most trouble in 2010? Uh, Nicholas Anelka. And uh, he did the uh, racial gesture this past year in the APL. So uh, he's been. See ya, buddy. Yeah, he's. See ya, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and France, I mean, they. They they're French. They have an aura about them where they're like, "Ooh, defeat you!" Like they're they're, and I think this year they got it. Like there's something I see. It's 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 a little cockiness, but it's self assuredness, and they're gonna play well together. You know, Ribery's gonna be there. Obviously, he's one of the top passers in the world. I would say, don't you think? I mean, I they mean, have not just Ribery. They uh-huh. have Olivier Giroud, who plays for Arsenal. Okay, Karim Benzema. He's a très bien. Real Madrid. Uh-huh. And Ulrich Remy, who plays for Newcastle, very good player, Great. very up-and-coming guy. Yeah, I'm expecting big things. I think France is going to come out pretty easy. I think they're going to win the group. I mean, it's time for France. They they did well in 98 and won it. 02, they did horribly. 06, they got to the final. 010, they did nothing. So it's time now for them to have a good World Cup. Yeah, And so also, like I said, Paul Pogba, 21-year-old, <laughs> played for the U20 uh, France team last year in the U20 FIFA World Cup. So. You know, this guy's had a lot of soccer experience in the past year. I playing. think I'm getting on the bandwagon. I think I am. I, I want to cheer for them. I want to jouer. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Jouer le, le, le jeu de game. Le gagné. No, it's gagné. Gagné le jeu. See, I don't know. Please, French people, forgive me. I forgot. J'ai oublié mal français. All right. Moving on to a team. This is a, actually a very good game. It's the final game of Sunday the 15th. It's Argentina. They're coming in as two to five favorites. So that's, uh, let me do the math there, uh, minus uh, 250. And then Bosnia-Herzegovina is seven to one underdogs. And that's just, it's not that Bosnia is not good. It's that Argentina is a neighboring country and they're stocked. And I, we all have heard of Messi, but there's a uh, um, uh, Gonzalo, Gonzalo uh, Higuain. Higuain? Right? Yes. Higuain? Higuain. Yeah. And give me some other players in Argentina. Oh, we have Angel Di Maria. Okay. Uh, probably missing someone. Um, Check your list. I know you have a yeah, list of this. And uh-huh. what I'm going to say this is that Argentina has a lot to prove and Messi has a lot to prove. Um, Messi, he... He's always good. He's already, you know, he set all the records for for Barcelona. Barcelona. Yes. And uh, you know, he didn't have a great 2010 World Cup. He's he's uh, in the prime of his career. He's got to do it now. He's got to cement his legacy now because they're going to expect it. And when you look at the group that they're in with Iran, Nigeria, and Bosnia, they have to dominate. They have to get nine points. I mean, they have to do it. Well, okay. And no back, pressure, guys. No pressure. Yeah. But also going back to my list here. Yeah, sure. We have, you know, Lionel Messi who needs to step up. But also another guy f- plays for Man City in the APL, Sergio Aguero. Okay. He's been proven that he can he can be one of the top scorers in, in the EPL, but he needs to step his game up in an international play. Okay. So you, this thing is everyone that wants to put it on Messi's shoulders. It's just as much as on Aguero's shoulders as well as, as Messi because Messi can't do it himself. And they also have some other good players. Jose mm-hmm. Sosa for At- Atletico Madrid who played in the UEFA Champions League against uh, the final against Real Madrid. Okay. So, you know, we, they have some good players. Maxi Rodriguez uh, played in the EPL. These are big and, names, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Angel Di Maria, who plays for Real Madrid, Javier Mastrano for Barcelona. Yep. So, you know, they have, they have some good players. Well, and, and, and the good thing, I mean, you, what you do, you see it in all sports, you have a superstar, a LeBron James type, and then you have great players around him, and then the superstar makes everybody better. 
Now, Messi's 26 years old. That's just, that's a prime cut age. We talked about Neymar being 22, but when you're 26, you you have no excuses. You've learned, you've been in, you've been in big competition for seven, eight, nine years now. I mean, and Messi's been playing at a top level since age 14, 15. Yeah. I mean, he's really been doing well and, and this is it. He had, he, cause next time around he'll be 30 years old and they're going to say, can old Messi do it? So yeah. they really need to see him just go out in there and steamroll teams. So, well, I mean, one thing to add, like we mm. said, Messi, Messi's been playing with the FC Barcelona with you know in that organization since he was, like you said, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. And a lot of the Argentinians don't like that he didn't start like in the Argentinian, sure. you know, uh, you know, first that's right. soccer league. Yep. Uh, so that's they. Some of them kind of you know bite their teeth a little bit that he didn't do yep. that. They just went right to Spain. So that that's why there's this added pressure as well. That is true. It's true. We'll see. We'll see if they start turning on each other if they don't perform well in this first game. Yeah. So, but Bosnia and Herzegovina have some good players with Edin Dzeko as well. Yeah. So they they're not you, a bad team, and they played well against the United States last fall. So right, out. and I believe they won their UEFA uh, group to get into the into the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So watch out for Bosnia. They yeah. they should come out of the group. Nigeria and Iran, you know, okay teams, but I don't think that uh, they're going to be coming out. Okay, so moving to Monday, then the sixteenth. This is the day that the Americans are uh, circling on the calendar because the U.S. is going to play the third and last game of the day. So that that leads us into Group G, which is the group of death with Germany, Portugal, Ghana, and the USA. So the first game that day is another spectacular matchup of two really powerhouse European teams. It's Germany and Portugal. Germany's basically one to one odds, and Portugal's eleven to four. So that's basically three to one underdog. So and it, the draw is right about two to one. I mean, this is a pick'em, but I'm thinking Germany goes in there and plays plays that uh, you know. That perfect German machine soccer and uh, and and beats maybe one or two to nothing and puts Portugal on their heels a little bit. We gotta understand Germany's big, big and physical, and like I said with the camaraderie, they have great camaraderie. A lot of them play with a lot of them play in the Bundesliga and they play against each other or with each other. Yeah, so that helps a lot. Yeah, you know you have Manuel Neuer, great keeper for Bayern Munich. Uh, you know, you got Boateng, who's a defender. Right, Jerome Boateng. Yeah, yeah. Jerome his Boateng. brother plays for Ghana, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His brother does. You have, you know, Pierre Mertesacker, uh, Philip Lahm, who's a proven oh, veteran. Lahm and Mesut Ozil. Mm-hmm. He's a wonderful midfielder. M- Mario Goetze, who's very young. He's apparently, they call him the German Messi, so he's wow. very good. He's a very good player. Wow. Uh, Ozil, Marco Royce for Borussia Dortmund. Uh, Lucas wow. Podolski for Podolsky's Arsenal. Podolski's great. Good play. And Andre Schurler for Chelsea. So they have a lot of weapons. And Man, don't forget Schweinsteiger. Schweinsteiger. Yes. He's very good. And then they're bringing Marislav Klose, who has 14 uh, goals in in his uh, career in the World Cup, which is tied for all time with Ronaldo from Brazil. So one more goal. I'm, I'm sure they'll find a way to get him subbed into a 4-0 blo- uh, blowout to get him an extra goal just to, to let him, uh, you know, smile to everybody at home. But uh, that's that's one that I just can't wait to watch. So... And do you want to make a pick on that? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Germany. There, yeah. Too too much camaraderie, and I think it's going to be more than one goal. I, I'm going. Wow. I'm going two zero. Okay. Cool. All right. So then, in between, just uh, to make us relax after that game for a few hours before USA plays Ghana, it's Iran, Nigeria, 
I mean, these are two teams not very daunting. I mean, it, it's kind of a pick 'em game. So it's just one of those where, like, I think that's where we go out to lunch real quick and then and come back and go, oh, look, they tied at zero. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not knocking each country. I'm, I mean, in Iran defeated the USA in 2006. So I'm not knocking them in any way. I'm, and they're, I'm, I just, I just don't think that uh, with Argentina and Bosnia in their group, I don't think either of these teams are coming out. So do you have anything to say about either of those two teams? I mean, Iran, no top 30 goal scorers for any league so i kind of worry where's their offense going to come from i Mm -hmm. feel like they're going to be a team that's going to sit back a lot and defend maybe not put all of them back but they're going to yeah we're probably a zero zero here okay so then bing bang boom here it is the one that uh it's going to make the usa just the heartbeat we're underdogs we being the usa ghana six to four favorites usa 15 to eight so really i mean ghana's just a slight favorite in that and uh, usa just under two to one so i mean and we're just very evenly matched. The USA is technically higher ranked in the world rankings, but Ghana has defeated in 2006 the United States. They were in the same group that year. They defeated the USA in a game that mattered that was going to determine who went on. Ghana won that game. And then in 2010, in the knockout stage, um, USA tied it at one, and then Ghana won that in, in extra time to go into the next round where they lost to Uruguay with the Luis Suarez hand uh, where he intentionally handballed. So Ghana... They have they just have our number and in World Cups, I mean this this usually matters. So I'm a little worried about this one. I just USA has a history of giving up early goals. They played the Czech Republic uh, in 2006, and it was like three minutes in, it was one nothing on on en route to a three zero. And against England in 2010, they gave up a goal in about 20 minutes in that game. The U.S. seems they just make me nervous, and I love them. I want to see them do well, but I just I'm gonna pick on in this one. I just think there's something wrong. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, look at so from the analysis standpoint, yeah. from watching the last two games, yeah. Uh, Tim Howard is fine. He's he's a commander. He yeah. he is the the goalkeeper should be your commander. He yeah. sees everything. He should be. He should have everyone structured. He's a loud goalie. I would see him clapping and pointing. Yes, uh, up top, I think you're fine. Like everyone's worried about Altidore. I, you know, he needs some confidence. Yeah. But you also have Dempsey, Dempsey. up there. Mm-hmm. You have Wondolowski up the I bench. I love Wondolowski coming in as a sub yeah. if need be. But I think the key thing is who who is what is that back line? You have uh, I know. you 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 know you have Omar Gonzalez who might be able to play. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you Cam Jeff Cameron, a good player as well. Matt Beasley, a good player. The problem is a lot of them don't have World Cup experience, or they have not played together for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yet they may know each other a lot. The it's different when you get into a game and you have not played together with each other. And the next biggest thing is, yes, you have good midfielder Michael Bradley, but do yeah. you continue to play that diamond where right. you can get caught on Klinsman transition? Loves that diamond. Yeah, he does. And it, the diamond is great because it, it, you're going to send guys forward, yeah. which you which is what you want. Yeah. But you you know uh, if you don't track back or you make a errant pass in the midfield and you, the, there's transition mm-hmm. going other way, you know you can get yourself caught out. So yeah. are they going to are they going to put a put a, put a flat four across in the midfield where uh, these two guys kind of move go forward and kind of yeah. yeah. you know uh, two in the middle and instead of just one. So that'll be interesting. And I think yep. they're fine up top with Dempsey and Altador. I think sure. Altador will find a way. Okay. Well, so you think that we will defeat Ghana is what I, I'm hearing. I think it'll be – I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1 USA wins? Yeah. All right. That would make me happy. I am I am 
dying to see the U.S. over, you know, uh, overachieve. I really, I, USA overachieved in 2002, and it was the best feeling because USA started that World Cup off by defeating Portugal and putting three goals up in the first game, and I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then they went and played Mexico in the round of 16 and won 2 nothing. Donovan had a beautiful goal in that game, and it felt good, and they played Germany as tough as you could and lost one to nothing. That was the proudest I've ever been as a USA fan. And so it's been now 12 years. I just would like to see the U.S. make me go, oh, okay, all right, Klinsman knows what he's doing. Okay, okay. And at this point, I haven't, the Turkey game made me feel okay. But like you said, there's some inadequacies in the back. We gave up a lot of chances to Turkey. And, and these teams, the Ghana, Portugal, and Germany are not going to be missing these these shots that Turkey missed. Well, I, Ghana, yeah, maybe. Um, Portugal, no, Ronaldo will not miss. If you no, miss and Germany's just pinpoint. So yeah. we'll see. But uh, three points would be great to get. So let's just uh, see what happens. That's games like this. That'll be a night game, probably about uh, 9 or 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. Uh, Monday the 16th. And then we have one more day of first of opening games. It's Group H. Group H consists of Belgium, which is a very highly uh, regarded dark horse team. Algeria, eh, not so much from uh, Northern Africa. Russia is a, a decent team. And then South Korea, who I would call a very big underdog, but a team that has overperformed. So the first game is Belgium and Algeria. Uh, I'm going to let uh, Brooks talk a lot because he's going to name you some of these guys in Belgium because it's it's a veritable who's who these days and people don't know much about Belgium but uh, they're two to five favorites over Algeria who's eight to one underdog so I mean they're looking three to people are looking three nothing four nothing victory for Belgium in this one so give me some players that you like from uh, Belgium Brooks I mean, first of all three top top thirty scores and they're all from the English Premier League thirty seven goals amongst them wow so from the club level. I mean, you have guys from Vincent Company, leader Manchester City, just won the EPL yep. this year. Second one. You have yep. you have Thomas Vermarlin, Arsenal. James Virgenhagen from from Tottenham. Uh, you have uh, in the midfield. You have uh, Kevin De Bruyne, who played at Chelsea, but you know he he he. Uh, they uh, gave him back to uh, Wolfsburg in, okay. in, in Germany. And they regret that probably is what you were saying. Uh, I don't know. If they, they don't regret it, I don't think, because okay. he wasn't getting playing time. Okay. You know, uh, in, and then they gave away Matter for a reason to Man, Man United as well. Okay. Uh, the, I, the, the player I, I'm going to love to see is this uh, Adnan Yanezai. Okay. Manchester United, played a lot, great player, can mm-hmm. use both feet, great oh. midfielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden Hazard in the midfield, why not? And uh, one of my favorite players probably to watch in the EPL – uh, Romelu Lukaku, uh, Ever- uh, Chelsea loaned him out to uh, Everton, and I think they've been regretting that. That's the one you were talking about. Yeah, regretting. Okay, and they they've been regretting that because uh, this guy's strong, powerful, get up in the air, head the ball, mm-hmm. uh, strong in the ball. You can't push him off the ball. Powerful left foot, sure, very very powerful. Well, they're so. they're uh, if you know your your soccer, if you know your 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 players, you're gonna know Belgium's really not a dark horse. But I think they're gonna surprise a lot of people, including myself. I mean, I, I like historically, you don't really see Belgium sticking up on on the like final the final four. They they usually don't get very deep in the tournament. But this could be the year, and they have an easy group, I think, to come out of because the other game is Russia and South Korea. Russia's a slight slight favorite in that one. South Korea is two to one underdog, or five to two underdogs, excuse me. So, but I've seen South. South Korea play well in World Cups. Uh, they seem to always get out of the group stage. This year, they just played a, uh, a friendly against Tunisia and lost one to nothing. So maybe they're sandbagging it. I don't know, but uh, it wouldn't shock me if South Korea, uh, you know, went beats Russia because Russia really hasn't done much. I mean, but and and they do have a good player. They 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 qualified pretty easily for the World Cup. So I mean, we'll I mean, see. Look, looking at a fifty-five eighteen upset. So that 
that's in the rankings. That's pretty good. Yeah, South Korea is fifty fifth. But that, that's like a that's. I mean, that's not a sixteen to one seed, but that, that that's that's very much. We'll see. Yeah. It'll it'll show you a lot of where Russia is based on their game. Because frankly, Belgium and Russia should come out of the group quite easily. And um, but uh, I just there's something. I mean, I've just because I saw two thousand two, I saw two thousand six and twenty ten. South Korea and and even before that, the South Korea has been into a lot of world cups and they're used to it and it's just it's part of their culture to just get in there play well as a team and and perform well they they really do and so that that's one of those intangible things that you can put the rankings all you want but i i'm if 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 there were any bet that i would put money on hypothetically just to see south korea would be the underdog that i would ride because mm-hmm. they just they 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 you say oh my god how'd they do that i don't know but they're just one three to two you know, and that's that's what could happen in this game. So that's something to look out for. Yeah, I mean, South Korea does have; uh, they don't have bad players on their team. No, but, I mean, uh, uh, from the stats I have here, you mm-hmm. know, uh, two top thirty goal scorers mm-hmm. in their club soccer leagues. Um, one with the Bundesliga. Yeah. So I mean, they have and they have one with the Korean league. Mm-hmm. But they have guys everywhere. They have guys in the uh, second division, know, and the EPL, I'm... and the championship. Like they're they're everywhere. So so they they could be a surprise. That's I what I'm saying. I'm, I think South Korea might be the surprise. I I mean I I. Russia, we'll see. I mean, Belgium's going to come out of it. Brooks has me utterly convinced that Belgium is going to make a run in this tournament. And then Algeria is not doing anything. So we're going to see South Korea, Russia. That's why it's a big game to watch. And that's the that's the way to finish off. And the, the greatest thing about the World Cup is as soon as these games finish, another round of everything we just talked about, you just mix the round robin up and you get it. And then you do it all over again. I'm so happy, man. So this is great. So then, uh, so that was walk the line, uh, with the world cup edition. But before we go, I would just like to hear Brooks tell me as we forecast, as we prognosticate all the way to the future. So a, a month, so into July, who are the last two teams that you're going to see playing? I mean, I, I love Belgium and, mm-hmm. and Spain, Belgium. And if Spain. they don't meet up before. Okay. All right, and it right because we never know exactly. We haven't seen the brackets, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is not going out on a limb. This is going out on the front porch and waving at the paper boy. I am saying Brazil's gonna make it to the final just because Brazil. And I I I, I see Argentina choking somewhere. I don't I don't see Argentina doing it. I thought I would, but and then I thought about it more and I said no. And then I think Spain's gonna just play their their surgical attack. I think Germany's gonna get into the final for the semifinals and mess up there, maybe lose to Brazil. So I'm thinking Spain goes to the final, plays Brazil, and wins by a goal. So Spain repeats as uh, as champions, and then 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 they can go fade back away. But I think Spain will just really be that dynasty that of the 2010s. So and who, what else would you like to add? Who, who's your surprise team? Give me one surprise team. France. 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 I just, I, I'm expecting something big from France for some reason. I just, uh, like, really exciting uh, play, like, lots of good passes and things like that. So, and, and I'd like to see Ivory Coast play well. I mean, they, they seem like they're the players. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I really don't have much uh, faith in the United States, but uh, I'd like to see us play well. So you see France obviously getting out of the group stage yeah. and winning that first round and then yeah. getting to the next one? Yeah, maybe they maybe they go and defeat Argentina somehow or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting. So uh anything else you'd like to add before we take off here? I mean England. England is my surprise England? team. Okay. I'm going with the English. All right. Well, yes. that was World Cup number one edition with Brooks Lambeer and myself, Dan Cryer. And uh I look forward to getting back in here as the World Cup progresses. Sound good to you? As do I, yes. All right, let me scoot the mic over here and play us out of here. And uh I hope everybody has a 
a good time watching the games, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Here we go. With Dan and Brooks, you just listen to World Cup Walk the Line. And I say peace. Take care, everybody.